0: to take a look. This this is our future right here. Last night, I was was in a service with 43 young people praising the Lord for almost three hours. They, They could have been in a bar. They could have been dancing. They could have been doing Lord knows what. But 43 young people came together and praised the Lord for over three hours. We didn't even have preaching last night. We couldn't get through the, the song, the the worship service without them. That they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait. We prayed. We danced. We shouted. We got two filled with the Holy Ghost. TPC, I I just. I, I gotta let you know, we've got some young people that are on fire for God. And they've made up in their mind if nobody else is going to, I am. If, if nobody else is gonna worship God, I am, right, Lucas? Yeah, we're with you. Yes, we're with you. If you've been around teenagers anytime, you know. Getting two of them to agree on something is nearly impossible. I had over 40 agreeing that we were coming back to church this morning. We weren't planning to be here. We're a little wrinkled, we're a little casual, because we didn't plan to be here this morning. We were supposed to be here at the end of service. But when I got 40 young people saying, no, I want to go to church in the morning, we got to get up and go to church. Before this weekend, I don't think I've heard Rowdy say two words. <laughs> but Friday night, the Lord spoke and said He was ready to pour out. He was ready to pour out. So we just opened it up for anybody that wanted to receive the Holy Ghost, and Rowdy stepped up, and in a matter of seconds, Rowdy was speaking in tongues.
1: That's Rowdy. Yeah.
0: Then Saturday night The youth had prayed for me and Lakin And so I was wiping my eyes, recovering from prayer You know, it gets a little ugly sometimes So I was recovering and I look, And Rowdy and some friends are in the back Praying for Billy When I walk back there, Billy is getting the Holy Ghost Holy Ghost. He prayed his friend through to the Holy Ghost. Now we've got three young people that are ready to be baptized. They've said they're they're coming home different. When we were praying for Billy, there was was a group of us praying and I just happened to look up and I, I started counting. Twelve of the people that prayed for Billy when he got the Holy Ghost, this was their first time ever going to a youth retreat. Twelve. And they were praying with their friend when he got the Holy Ghost. We had someone, I don't, I'm not going to call them out, I don't want to embarrass them, but Friday night they said they were uncomfortable. They didn't want to be around anybody speaking in tongues. They were completely uncomfortable with it. Saturday night, they were laying hands on Billy, praying for him as he received the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me God can't do it. Don't tell me that was just for the Bible time. Don't tell me that this is passing away with our elders. Because I've been with a group of young people all weekend that said, no, 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 no. That's for me too. I'm gonna walk in that spirit too. I'm gonna be a pillar in this kingdom too. I don't know if you can feel this excitement, but I I, I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe Alliance is gonna look the same anymore. We had a word go forth Saturday night, the Lord spoke to me and I, I said, it's probably, it's kind of weird because we, it, was, it was a serious moment, we were all praying and the Lord started talking to me about cookies and I said, he knows how to get to me. And I asked him, I said, have y'all ever, have y'all ever went to bake cookies and you just, your mouth's salivating, you're ready for those cookies and you go open the oven and they're just not ready yet. So, you oh, I gotta wait. So then you go back and you open the oven a little bit more and you, you touch it, and it's still a little gushy. So, you gotta wait. And then the moment comes that you open that oven door and those cookies are just perfectly golden brown, the right amount of gooey, and you take them out and you could just do a little shout right there because you're ready for those cookies. The Lord told me, and it's cookies, so we're going with it. But the Lord told me, He said, I've been peeking. On Alliance and said, No, they're not ready yet. I've opened the door and said, and touched them and said, Not yet. But this weekend, I believe that the Lord opened the door and said, They're ready. They're ready. They're ready. So I'm just letting all of you know that this group of students, you're about to see a change, you're going to see something different. I saw people dancing in the spirit last night that I haven't I haven't seen in a youth service and I don't know how long but they were dancing for the Lord last night. We're not perfect by no means, but we're willing and we're ready. Amen. Amen. We're believing that the Lord, the good work the Lord started in several of our students, he's going to finish. I set a goal before we went to Youth Retreat this year to have 40 students go. We had 43. I've set a goal for next year to have 60 students go. And they all told me that was too low of a number. You wanna see our future, it's right here. It's in the altar of TPC on a Sunday morning. All of you that sponsored a student, that gave your time, your money, that offered to sponsor, thank you is not enough because their life has changed because you gave. You don't know the impact that you've had on a young person because you were willing to give. Thank Thank you, thank you, and that does not seem like enough. Parents of these students, I want you to hug them and tell them you're proud of them. Because they did you proud this weekend. They did you proud this weekend. I am absolutely physically drained after this weekend. But I'm on a, a spiritual high. couldn't help but smile. I couldn't help but smile last night as these students were laying hands on each other. And it's good to know that as a youth pastor, I don't have to go pray for 50 students, but I've got students over here that are, that are not only just going to pray, but saying, hey, uh, you're not done. Come pray with me. We need to pray for so-and-so. That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. We've had a great time. We've had a lot of fun. And we've had an experience with God that these students will never forget. I believe that there's going to be times in our future that we look back and we say, no. We know God's real. We know God can move. I know God's with me because of what happened this weekend. (laughs) TPC, thank you. Thank you for your support and your encouragement to these young people. I appreciate it. More than any of you know, I appreciate it. At this time, you can... Return to your seats and just tell somebody how blessed you are on your way back to your seat.
2: to the Lord this morning. Why don't we give Him another round of praise. Thank you, Lord, that You knew exactly where I was supposed to be this morning. Hallelujah. God bless you as you're seated. would like to honor and welcome back, as already mentioned, our, our Alliance youth group. What an incredible time to hear about. Amen? Amen. One of the best things... One of the best things you can do is invest in a child. Best, that's right. One of the best things I've ever done is invest in children. And pays dividends and memories and blessings like you'd never believe. And When Cameron was speaking, I, I thought of this verse and share it with you. Acts 2 and 42 says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking bread and in prayer. If that's not what you want for your young people, we're, we're, you know, I don't know what is. Amen? Amen. Thank you again for being here. And we'd like to welcome our guest. Uh, we're so happy that you're here. We want you to know that we're honored you chose TPC and that this is a safe place to be. And we'd love to connect with you. There are several ways to connect with us as a church. Uh, you can do that through a connection card that's located in the pew back right in front of you. Uh, you can fill that out, drop that in the offering as it goes around, or you can uh, do it digitally. Uh, you can simply text the word guest and send that uh, word to the number on the screen there. That is going to be 337-227-9609, and you can fill out that uh, connection card digitally. And we do have a gift for you, and we want to thank you again for being with us. A couple more announcements. is Don't forget the Railroad Festival is coming up quick. Uh, hard to believe it felt like Christmas was yesterday. And now uh, Railroad Festival is running, running right around the corner. TPC will have a booth. Uh, as always, we have a booth out there, and we need uh, volunteers. A sign-up sheet is in the front for you as you come in. Uh, we'd ask if you would to please look over that, pick a day and a time that you would be willing to volunteer and help make a difference in our community. Uh, and then third, as our ushers are coming forward, don't forget men's conference. Uh, it's a great time for, for uh, any young man, older man. It's, it's just where men get together at the campgrounds up in Tioga. That's going to be in April 28th through the 30th. You can register online at LA for Louisiana, D-I-S-T for Louisiana District, UPC.com. Registration is $35, and then you'll get the whole lineup of speakers and everything like that. Uh, there are a few prayer requests. We are happy to see some of our prayer requests here in church. I asked them, do they want to stay on the prayer request. They said they all, you know, keep them on the list and keep the prayers coming. That's Brother uh, Robbie Banking, uh, Ly- Lynn and Doris Spike, sorry about that, and Del, Brother Dale Cordoza. We need to keep them in prayer. Uh, if you would, let's, let's go before the Lord before we receive our offering. Lord, thank you so much for ushering us into a wonderful atmosphere of worship. Thank you so much for the outpouring of your Spirit and all that you've already started doing in our young people and here in this service, God. We ask, Lord, that you be with us. Open our hearts and our minds for the remainder of this service to receive the Word from our pastor, God, and bless the gift and the giver, Lord, for all the great things that you're doing in the kingdom, for all the missions that you're using these dollars for to impact the world. May the sun never set on what you're doing in TPC. We give you thanks and glory in Jesus' name.
3: Lord we give you praise Lord you got out of the box you left the box and you went to the cross so you could pour your spirit out and live in each and every one of us since you got out of the box Lord help all of us to get out of the box and out of our tradition and our routine and our ritual and just flow in relationship to you. Is that what you want? Come on, if you're a believer and that's what you want, I think that's what you want. I think that's what we all want. Amen. So good to have all of you, to all of our guests, we just welcome you, thank you for being here. Cameron, you and Lakin and all your team, thank you for investing in our students. Great report, love that. Robbie, good to see you here, good to see you. Robbie's, has majorly suffered um, with some problems in his back and he's been in a tremendous amount of pain and before this service is over we're going to pray for Robbie and we're just going to believe God's going to take over and show himself great and mighty I do realize I am aware of the time just so that you know it is ten forty-six. and my dad taught me a long time ago that I don't have to preach the whole message the main thing is that God has his way so you have your bibles would you go to the book of john chapter 10 of course pops and granny good to see you brother david Grigsby. glad to have you on the team sir honored to be a part of this great great church i was up early as i typically am on sunday morning praying for each and every one of you Why are you crying? Because I know there's a lot of pain in life. I know there's a lot of hurt in this room. And I don't even know the half of it. But I have prayed that God would heal us. That God would deliver us. That He would set us free. And that He would do for us and our families what only He can do for us. And I am believing for God to do just that. I want you, if you will, to look in your Bibles, John 10 and 10, a very famous passage of Scripture. The thief does not come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus speaking, that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I'm going to be aware of the time, but I just want to speak into your heart. Please give me 15 or 20 minutes. And here's what I want to talk to all of us about is this. Stop thinking you don't matter. I want to say it again. Stop thinking you don't matter. Would you just look at your neighbor and with a smile on your face, would you tell them that? Stop thinking you don't matter. Every person in this room, Jesus went to Calvary for you. I know you were talking to your neighbor and doing what I asked you to do, but now that I got your attention, I want to remind you of something. Sister Pruitt, if there was only you on the face of the earth, God would have went to Calvary just to give you a choice whether you wanted to love Him or not. That's amazing to me. And I don't want to ever lose the wonder of the cross. Just want to remind you, sweet people, you matter. So stop thinking you don't. Are you ready for God's Word? God bless you. You can be seated. I want them to throw a picture up on the screen. About five years ago, me and Janet and Molly and my close friend Jim Manning, we went to Houston, what's called NRG Stadium. And I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, as most of you know. And my buddy Jim is from St. Louis, and he is a Missouri Tiger fan. So we all went, I think this was around 17, 2017, we all went and we had a great time. And it just happened to be mine and Molly and Janet's night because the Longhorns were just spanking the Missouri Tigers. And so Jim is right there in the middle of us. And we're just having an innocently good time. And every time they score, me and Molly are like high-fiving. We're literally rubbing it in his face. And like, you're tigers. We're talking all kind of smack. Like, you I mean, just, you're tigers, man. They, they stink. And, you know, he's just having to sit there and take it, and all these Longhorn fans are around. And so we're talking smack, and we're high-fiving one another, and we're just having an innocent, great time, right? And, you know, everybody around us, uh, there was a few Missouri fans, and we don't even know them, but we're just kind of talking to them, too. (laughs) And they're being really good about it, you know, like your Tigers stink, and we're spanking you, and they're just laughing. It's just, it's, it's fun. And so, you know, the world looked at us, me and Janet and Molly, and uh, not so much Jim that night. He wasn't too excited, but the three of us were pretty excited and we were having a good time. And the world just says, they're just normal. They're just fans. They're just having a good time. But then when we come to church and we've got some kids come up to the front and they're worshiping, dancing, then we well what 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 got into them and the world looks at us and says we're we're fanatics. You go out into the the stadium and the and the world will call you a fan. You come into the church and the world will call you a fanatic. And here's what I want to present this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, why is it that the world will allow you to go crazy almost over anything and you can get excited almost over anything and you can have a passion in life for sports for racing for whatever and yet you can't have a passion if it's for God I don't get that and I don't understand that can I just talk to you a few minutes a football never saved me a baseball never saved me come on racing never saved me So, yes, I just want to proclaim that I am head over heels in love with the Lord. And I am thankful that he purchased me by his blood, that he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And it is okay if I clap my hands and if I give somebody a high five and if I dance a little bit. It is okay. Come on, somebody, praise him in this house right now. I would much rather our kids be dancing up here than in the dance hall. I would much rather them be filled with the Spirit than be filled with Jack Daniels. I would much rather them be in this house worshiping God than out there in a stadium worshiping at a football game. I want to talk to somebody. It is time that we as TPC get out of the box. Can I get a witness? You know what an experience like youth retreat does? It anchors you. It anchors you when you have those moments where you're not feeling what you're feeling right now. And when the devil's slapping you all upside your head with life and things aren't so good and you don't have 300 people around you worshiping, you're in a blue Monday, but you can go back and you can say, I remember where I was at and I know I wasn't faking it. I know it is real and I know the experience that God touched me. And then you look back at the devil and you say, devil, you are a liar. God, has- and a purpose for my life. I want to talk to all you sweet adults. It's a lot easier to make a buck than it is to make a difference. And many of you make good bucks. And I'm thankful for that because you support this church. And we're able to support a lot of missions and a lot of other things. Thank you for your giving. But let's go beyond just making a buck. And let's decide we do matter. And we are here to make a difference. Look at your neighbor and tell them again, you are important. You are important. You do matter. Ladies and gentlemen, my sweet brothers and sisters, we are the church. And we are the expressed image of Jesus in the earth. And without Jesus, we can't. But without us, He won't. So let's stop saying that we're not important. We are His people. I just want to remind all of you precious people, you were the one lost and He found you. You were in darkness and he brought you out. You were the one in sin, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And yet he covered you and us in his blood. You and I are the ones that He redeemed. And if you study that scripture out, it's exactly like a slave on an auction block. He purchased us. He redeemed us. How? With His own blood. I just want to remind some of you veterans of the faith, don't lose the awe and the wonder of what God has done for us. We are His bride. I don't know if you were here last Sunday, but I had the great privilege of marrying Marshall and Sissy. And I was standing up here on this stage. And yeah, if you were here, you're going to know this. And if you wasn't here, I'm telling you now. So Sissy had asked that Sister Janet be brought in. She wanted Levi, uh, her son, to walk Sister Janet in and place her on the front row. And Janet and I had been married for... I think 30 years this August 30 years I know it's either 30 or 31 I got married in 1991 what's the math on that somebody 30 thank you so much Bridget 30 years and I'm gonna just tell you when that I don't know what it was but when that my wife walked in and I saw her
1: oh yeah <sighs> oh yeah Woo.
3: Woo. I Debbie, did I not like Debbie was laughing at me. Cameron, I started smiling, and I couldn't stop smiling. It was like you couldn't have slapped the smile off of my face. And I don't to this day, I don't know what it was, other than just it was just an awe of like, how lucky am I. Oh, my Lord. Look at Janet. She is gorgeous. And it just reminded me all over again how much that I love that girl. Now, have we had some words in 30 years? Does a fat mule wiggle? Sure we have. Have we caused each other some pain? Well, sure we have. Have we always seen eye to eye? No. But guess what? At that very moment when I saw her, I wasn't thinking about the the you know the disappointments or the differences. I was just thinking, oh my God, I still love that girl so much. Now, why did you tell us that? Because warts, falls, thoughts sins and all he still sees us through the blood and he still loves us the body of christ and he still believes in us and he says you are my bride you are my bride i got to put this scripture up and then i think i'll stop here okay i want to just show you this not because i want to stop but look Jude I want you to put up Jude right here now unto him that is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you some of you must not have caught up with the verse because if you would have read that you had already started thanking God guess what he's able to present you what faultless is it because you don't have any faults is it because you don't have any flaws no so what's he gonna do he's gonna see you through the blood he's gonna see you as already perfect and sanctified and justified and he's gonna look at you and he's gonna see you faultless and guess what you're gonna do somehow you're going to get a revelation of what He just did for you. And you're going to be in the presence of Almighty God. And when He restores you and shows you what He has truly done, you know what you're going to do? You're going to start dancing in the presence of the glory of God and with an exceedingly great joy. And you're going to know it's not because of my righteousness. It is not because of my good works. But it is because of your grace that has called me out of darkness into your marvelous light. Somebody give God some praise in this house. Oh my Lord. There's only one God. There is only one God who has acted redemptively toward us. And we may not see what He sees in us. But we need to ask God to give us a revelation so that we can see ourselves. Billy, Bridget, of how He sees us. The church, brothers and sisters, is the only organism in the world that has the potential to reconstruct Eden in the earth. I'm at 15 minutes. Will you give me five more? What are you saying? Reconstruct Eden in the earth. When God put two perfect children in Eden, He gave them total dominion and authority. Dominion means domain. A king has a domain. It's his territory. Authority means that that king has rule. He has rule over a domain. He has a rule over a a place, a domain, uh, which which is a territory. And he has rule over it, authority over it. That was Eden. Adam and Eve had rule over their domain. They messed it up. And then God said, let's try it again through my people Israel. And the tabernacle in the wilderness, they messed it up. Jesus came on the scene and showed us in human flesh what a reconstructed Eden in the earth looked like. And he had power over himself. He had authority over sickness. He had authority over devils. And you know what he did? Instead of the devils walking on him, he walked on them. He triumphed in the earth. And I'm just telling us that God said, I'll tell you what, I showed you the example. Now I'm going to pour out my spirit on the day of Pentecost. And I'm going to give you... The same power that raised me from the dead so that you, the church, can begin to reconstruct Eden in the earth. What does Eden mean? It means a delightful spot in the presence of God. Why does the enemy fight this church? Because we are trying to call people back into this delightful spot in the presence of God. The reason why the enemy doesn't want you to see yourself and he doesn't want you to get a revelation of who you are and what you have. Because if you ever do, you're gonna start calling greatness out of people. You're gonna start calling them out of a place of darkness and depression and despair and call them back into this place of Eden. Yeah, I walk a lot, but I need to start walking some more so I'm not out of breath. I'm about to strip a gear in this house right now, reminding some of you of how important that you are. Stop saying I'm not important. Yes, you are. Why am I important? Because you're the apple of his eye. He's got your name written on the palm of his hands. And a mother may forget her sucking child, but God said, I'll never forget you. You're my bride. You're my church you're the apple of my eye you are to call people back into this delightful spot in the presence of god and if you start understanding i'm more than just a man that goes to a job work nine to five You are a child of God. And the devil doesn't want you to get a revelation of who you are because when you do, you're gonna understand I got power over self. I got power over devils. I got power over sickness. I got power over sin. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody, stand to your feet and let's give him praise all over this house. Come on, let's give him praise. You are so important. You matter to God. Nathan, please come up. You say, Well, Pastor, I don't have a theology degree. Neither did Jesus, and neither did his disciples but they changed the world. I wanted to call you, Nathan, and tell you what I was going to do this morning, but I didn't want to call you and tell you what I was going to do this morning because I was afraid you wouldn't show up. Can you all stand one more minute?
4: Well, I guess you all are wondering what I'm going to say. I just found that out. But uh, I had a person call me the other day and uh, had a really unique request to me. It said, could you come over to my house tonight and have house church with me? And uh, this person doesn't even attend a church at all. And so my wife and I went over And we were in their house and when I tell you they didn't go to church they didn't go to church at all and the husband of the lady was there the kids were there and the husband hasn't really been to church ever and uh, so I asked permission I said can we just do things the way I feel like we need to do them and they said certainly and so I basically just said you know I taught on uh, Philippians four, and I just went through that, and I said, you know, I uh, whatever things are good, whatever things are a good report, and has a laundry list, it's probably good for a lot of us to read that. And it says, think on these things. If you dwell on the negative all the time, then you're going to experience negative things in your life all the time. But he gives you a list of what to think about, and we got to think about that. And this guy starts telling us that he's been tormented with dreams for. Virtually his adult life and can't really nice guy, but just couldn't basically function. And so, out of the blue, my wife's sitting there and she's like, Lord, what's he gonna do next? And I said, There's an Ottoman right there. And I said, You believe God can take away your bad dreams right now? And this guy who's never been to church in his life, I, I, he just said, Yes, I do. And I asked the room if they believed, and I had him sit on the ottoman, and I said, raise your hands. And this guy's like very obedient. And then his family come around, and I said, the way you pray, just pray for him, that God's going to take these dreams away. And there wasn't a clash of thunder or bolt of lightning come down or anything, but you could feel the presence of God move in this place. And so we pray for him, and then his wife's obviously crying and He has a son and his son had a broken femur and he said I'm really tired of being in this brace he said do you think you could pray for me too so he sits down on the ottoman and he we prayed for him and then this little girls about I guess 10 years old or so she says I can't concentrate in school and I need God to help me concentrate on my studies so we prayed for her and when we prayed for her the Spirit of God really came in that room And I hadn't talked to the people in a week, but I talked to them a week later. And she said, he's never had another bad dream. The girl's concentrating school and the leg's getting better, faster than the doctor's thought. So what I always say is, I'm going to make this very blunt to you this morning. But God used a donkey to talk to people, right? And I may be the second one. But I believe in being yourself and a lot of people say well I don't matter because of this and I don't matter because of that And you can list every excuse in the world that you want to list yeah, That you want to list People think this about me, people think that about me, that's not an excuse The Bible says whatsoever things are, you read the laundry list Think on this things, why? Because that's what God wants you to think about Right? We all come from different places in here There's a majority of the people in here didn't grow up in this church. I'm a transplant. Thank God God sent me a wife out of this church. But we have excuse after excuse after excuse. But you know what? I went against what I felt. My inhibitions, I I, I sing all over this country and do a lot of different things, and people say, man, he's just so confident. If you knew how scared I was standing here right now holding this microphone, it'd blow your mind. Now I'll tell you one more thing and I promise you all shut up but I lost a really good friend the other day really good friend and then unbeknownst to me his wife says would you officiate his funeral and I was like do you know I'm not a preacher yes I know that but that was his wishes he wants you to officiate his funeral and so I told my wife I said I love my friend I have to do this and so he went to a little Methodist Church down in Sweet Lake and I thought this will be a piece of cake I'll go down there and I will have a hundred people in there and get past this his wife calls me a day into the preparations and says his funeral is going to be at Trinity Baptist Church in Lake Charles And I said, Who else do you have officiating with me? She goes, Nobody. <laughs> and you have to sing too. Yeah. So I'm like, Lord, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get a pass here. Then I start seeing judges walk in, and I start seeing doctors walk in, and I start seeing everybody that is somebody come in. And I thought, Lord, this has gone from me being nervous to an opportunity to speak to people. Yeah. And I said to myself, i, I, I got to get past me for just a little bit to honor my friend, but in so honor my friend to honor you as well. And so I say all that to tell somebody this morning, if you'll get past yourself just a little bit, God will make sure that He more than backs you up. He's got your back. He's going to support you because He knows where your heart is and He knows what he has for you so I don't know who I'm talking to this morning and certainly hadn't planned this and didn't even know I'd be doing this but there's not a person in this room this morning that God does not love and you know something if we as Pentecostals would learn how to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior and I had to understand this myself yes I'm not diminishing the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues but one day we all need to look at that cross and say, that man on the cross didn't just die on the cross for humanity. He died on the cross for me. And the reason a lot of us never get to that point is because if we know if we tell ourselves that, then we have to accept that he wouldn't do that for no reason. And that he has a purpose for each and every one of us. And we're scared that we can't step into that purpose because, because we may fail at it. But God's not going to call you to do something you're going to fail at. Right? God's taken us all through these journeys in life. I don't know how we all got here. But we're here. So the simple thing to do is say, God, I accept you. That you went to a cross and you did that for me. And then furthermore, because you did that for me, you have a purpose for my life. And I'm going to walk in my purpose no matter how I feel about myself. Right? Right? I'm a living example of that this morning, and I love each and every one of you. Some of you I get to talk to, some of you don't. But I told myself the last time I got up here that I wouldn't leave another time up here without saying, genuinely love all of you. And when I look out here this morning, I see purposes. And if we'll just put ourselves aside, well, sister so-and-so is going to think this about me, or brother so-and-so is going to think that about me, so what about brother so-and-so? Because if you really talk to brother so-and-so and and sister so-and-so, they have their own inhibitions about what God wants them to do. And if they would walk into that, they wouldn't be worried about what you were doing, right? So let's not worry about those people. And it's an honor to talk to you this morning and share my story with you. God loves all of you, and I do too. Thank you, Nathan.
3: Thank you, Nathan. Thank Thank you.
4: Wasn't that great?
3: Not this morning, but when Robbie, Brother Robbie Banking gets to feeling better, he's going to give you a testimony that's going to blow your mind of the grace of God. Cameron, I want you to take you and TJ and a couple of these guys. Brother Robbie has asked me if we would pray for him. Okay? He desperately needs a touch from the Lord. Here's what we're going to do. A couple of those young men are going to go over and they're going to pray for Brother Robbie. And I know, I have no doubt that God has spoken to somebody here this morning. If something is resonated in you and you've heard it and it's resonated, lift up your hand, would you? Come on. Now, for some of you, you need to take a step out of your pew and you need to come up to this front right here and say, God, I'm going to give you my inhibitions I'm going to give you my flaws, my faults, my insecurities. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus, God wants to do something right here, right now, in the next few minutes. If you don't have to go, if you don't have to go, would you come up around this front? Brother Nathan, that was an incredible testimony. Come on. the name of Jesus come on step out come on step out God wants to put you in a home with a couple that haven't been to church God wants to sow you into the lives of men is in you. Ask him to give you a revelation of who you are in him. And something holy's in this room right now come on if you don't have to go don't go just yet if you don't have to go don't go just yet I'm being as sincere as I know how to be right now I'm being as transparent and as real as I know how to be hear me TPC we got to get out of this box this box this box right here And we got to take what's here to a hurting world i'm going to just ask you to do something because it's in my spirit not because we're perfect not because we're flawless have no faults but because he loves us i'm asking every one of you you might have to step out of your pew to do this but if you're just saying, Pastor, what is being said is resonating in me, and I know God is wanting to do more in my life. Then I'm going to show you what we're going to do just as a step, right? God would normally ask somebody to do something. And so I'm going to ask you to take one step. And that is you saying, Lord, if you'll help me, I'm going to step out. And I'm going to do, hold on, I want us to do it together. I'm going to do, Lord, what you have empowered me to do. Can I get a witness? What you, Lord, have empowered me to do. I'm going to give you just a chance. Maybe you need to slip out of your pew. Maybe you need to get in the aisle. Maybe you don't have enough space around you. It doesn't matter. Find it. Find some space. But I'm going to take that step of faith. I want everyone on this platform to do it with me. And here in just a minute, we're going to all... God is saying, TPC, I have purpose for you. Come on. I have purpose for you. Thank You, Jesus. Father, I just come to You in the beautiful presence of the Lord that is in this room. God, I just want to thank You for everything that You have done for Your people, for our students, for the experiences, for the power of God resting, for the anchor points that they'll never forget. Lord, I'm just asking that You today would stir up the gift that is within us and let us begin to fan that flame according to the power that is working in us God you are not sending us by ourselves because you are going with us and we are not alone and we're not doing this in the strength of our own might Because it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And I pray, God, right now that You would call Your sons and daughters, call us out of the box and call us into the greatness that You have purposed for our lives. In the name of Jesus. Now, when you take this step, when you take this step, You take it by faith. You're not saying that you're perfect, that you're never going to make a mistake. You're just saying by faith, I'm going to step out and be the hands, the feet, the voice of Jesus to those around me. Because I live in a hurting world and God wants me to call people back into this delightful spot in the presence of God. I'm going to be honest with you, Billy, I wish everybody De Quincy, maybe the whole world, the whole world could have felt what we felt right here, right now, during this whole entire service, right? Why are you picking on Billy and Bridget? Because they're new and because they know a lot of people that are not in this house. And sometimes the longer we're in this house, the less we know people that's not in this house. And God come to seek and to save that which was lost.
1: Hallelujah!
3: Thank you. Thank you for your time. I love every one of you. Are you ready? You ready? On the count of three. Y'all ready? One, two... Three, take that step. Come on now, talk to him. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Lord. Thank you that you're not wanting perfection out of me. Thank you, God, that you're not wanting perfect but you're wanting me to go in the strength of your power to do oh God what you have called us to do what you have ordained for us to do before the foundation of the world to call people back into this delightful spot in the presence of God on, those of you that are watching online, you're a part of this. God wants to use you in your home, in your neighborhood, in your city. at the right place at the right time in Jesus mighty name sing it again may the Lord bless you thank you for being here once again to our guests God bless you come on give some love away give some love away